I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Inflation and interest rates are up. Stock market's down a bit. The real estate is getting tougher and tougher, uh, out of reach for so many. Uh, that has many people turning to cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Uh, but the new economy comes with a whole host of challenges. Not only how you get involved, but how to best regulate it. That becomes a big issue. The Utah legislature, of course, is debating that today. So what can cryptocurrency do for our economy as a whole? And what can it do for us individually? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, if you watched the Super Bowl yesterday, uh, you had a few things to think about in terms of cryptocurrency. It seemed like every other commercial was uh, for one cryptocurrency or another. And so what does that all mean? How does it get regulated properly? What's the right role of government in that? Uh, and helping us break that down, Matt Sangren, who's the executive director of the Orange G. Hatch Foundation, who's actually hosting a webinar. The foundation will host a number of experts on uh, the 16th on Wednesday this week at 10 a.m., and he joins us now to help us break it all down. Matt, thanks for joining us on a Monday. Hey, Boyd. Happy Monday to you. Happy Valentine's Day. And you hit it out of the park with your intro. If anything, yesterday was the Crypto Bowl. It's fantastic. Those commercials were amazing. <laughs> it, it was. It just kept going and going. I thought, wow, this is uh, this is a new thing. There's no Doritos. There's no Mountain Dew. We're, we're going straight crypto today. <laughs> Cranky Larry David. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, crazy stuff. Well, as we look at that, obviously there is a role for government to play in terms of regulation, but there's also some real challenges. Of course, we saw that dating back all the way to the early days of the Internet in terms of what was and what wasn't done. Uh, so give us kind of a, a broad brush first uh, for our listeners who maybe aren't as uh, keyed in other than watching the commercials during the Super Bowl yesterday. Yeah. What is this crypto all about? Well, and this is one of the reasons why the Hatch Foundation is so focused on learning about this technology. This is one of our our primary objectives in the foundation is to look at emerging technologies. And we've always been intrigued with crypto um, you look to our neighbor, Wyoming, and you look at what they've been doing, and they have positioned themselves as one of the most crypto-friendly states in the country. And I, as you mentioned earlier, Utah is debating that right now in the state legislature. What do they do? What, what do any states do as they look at this, I would say, almost uncharted area in the tech space? Crypto technology is something that for a lot of folks is really overwhelming, because it's very complicated. And because it's complicated, then we kind of cast this shadow of, is this legit? And so what we're trying to do in the foundation is, which was why we are bringing Senator Lummis of Wyoming, Cynthia Lummis, who's um, really become one of the voices on crypto technology, but also Utah's own Randy Quarles, who's the uh, former vice chair of the Fed. Yeah, He comes at it from the regulatory approach. And then we, we clearly have a CEO from one of the uh, exchanges 
who's going to get us kind of the real world application. So for us, for those who are um, interested in maybe they have a lot of information or understanding of crypto, we'd invite them to listen in on the webinar. But those who are trying to learn maybe Crypto 101, this will be a perfect webinar. Do we underregulate? What is that that sweet that balance that we need to strike? Yeah, I, I think that's so important because I think there uh, there are still a lot of the uh, the words, of course, that were thrown around about the uh, about the internet that uh, it wasn't going <laughs> to have much more impact on our economy than fax machines in the end, or <laughs> that it was a scam, a fad, a bubble, uh, and we hear a lot of that same terminology being thrown around as it relates to cryptocurrency. Yeah. So, what do you say to those who are saying, "Well, I'm not so sure this is going to be around for another five years." Well, again, don't be a Larry David out there because I, I <laughs> think that Larry. we need to give it an ability because like what you mentioned in the 1990s when folks were talking about, you know, the Internet having as, you know, lasting impact as a fax machine. I wrote about that in my op-ed in, in the Hill over in the October edition, and that was very true. It, you know, lawmakers could have overregulated the Internet and therefore stymied the um, the abilities that we now enjoy of the internet. So too is the fate of crypto. If regulators want to choke it to death with regulations, we may not be able to enjoy the ability to see its, its potential. And by the way, it's not just limited to economic um, impact. Mm. You know, we've looked at it in Utah, Utah County in particular during the 2020 primary. They right. use votes. They use the blockchain to to overcome some of the concerns with voting. And if there's anything you know as much as I do, look what's happening in Washington between voter suppression and voter, you know, the issues that are coming around on voting. Yeah. Could this be a solution? Is blockchain um, one of those ideas? So that's something that we will unpack. I uh, I also look at you know Bitcoin which is the preeminent, a lot of folks talk about that because that was the first one, first crypto. Right. But did you know that there are over 5,000 crypto currencies out there today? Wow. There are, there are, and they're growing by the day. And so it is kind of hard to wrap your head around it. But when you look at outside of the United States and some of these not as stable economies, mm-hmm. those, a lot of folks have found that Bitcoin, it's kind of like the 21st, Western Union, 21st century Western Union. They're able to, you know, send to and fro the money to their their loved ones in business transactions. So it's it's ended up being a very helpful point there. Venezuela um, has, and other developing countries have used it. Look at Estonia. They've used blockchain for voting as well, just outside of Utah County. Mm. So there's a lot of potential with not just uh, cryptocurrency, but the blockchain, or as we would call Web3. The, the the next iteration of the web. Yeah, uh, so so important, and there there's so much to unpack in there. Uh, you referenced your piece uh, from uh, late last year uh, in the Hill, uh, and I think you hit so many critical pieces of that puzzle in terms of let's let's make sure we don't have Washington throttle this thing and and strangle it to death, mm-hmm. uh, but to have enough wiggle there, but still have enough around that there's some confidence and and there is some transparency there. Uh, just in our, our final minute here, Matt, what what mm-hmm. else should we be thinking about uh, when it comes to crypto, especially as it relates to things that might be done at either the state or the federal level? Well, I'm going to leave that to the lawmakers, but I do know if you talk to most folks within the crypto industry, 
they would say, yes, we do think that there should be some regulation in place. Mm. So there's, there's that. They, they welcome some help, but let's not, as I said earlier, let's not throttle it to a point where it's worthless. And I think that most important, we ought to enter into with an open mind. I don't think anyone's looking for this, this conspiracy to try to um, over, you know, undervalue the dollar and take it away as the primary world. We're not talking about that. Let's let's get to know the technology and let's learn. Let's keep an open mind. And I think that's where we're coming from it from the Hatch Foundation. Fantastic. And this Matt Sandgren. He's the executive director at the Orangey Hatch Foundation. A great webinar coming up on Wednesday, the 16th. Uh, you can check that out. We'll post that on our social pages today as well. And again, it's 10 a.m. on the 16th. Uh, you can go to the Hatch uh, Center's webinar uh, there. And uh, Matt, is there, a, is there a website we should jump folks to? Yes. And Boyd, I was going to be one of those people. You should come to OrenHatchFoundation.org. There you Let go. Let me just make one last plug. <laughs> Next month, March 11th, Justice Clarence Thomas is coming to Utah, Grand America. The last time a Supreme Court justice was in Utah was in September of 2019, hosted by the Hatch Foundation. That's right. So your listeners, please come to WarrenHatchFoundation.org and register for the webinar and also for Justice Thomas. It'll yeah, be great. That will be a fantastic conversation. Uh, justice Thomas never disappoints. And uh, just when you had uh, Justice Gorsuch uh, before the Hatch Foundation, uh, that will be a, a great conversation. We encourage everyone to check that out. Matt Sagrin, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd. Uh, so much to think through in terms of uh, the crypto economy and what's the proper role of government there. That's going to be an important webinar uh, through the Hatch Foundation. And uh, as he also teed up uh, coming up, uh, Justice Clarence Thomas will be in the state of Utah. Uh, that is worth checking out. He is uh, an extraordinary thinker, uh, an incredible sense of humor that most people don't know about. Uh, we actually watched that one time in a uh, constitutional jeopardy game, which Justice did not win, by the way. We'll break that down later as well. Much more to come on. Inside sources. Stay with us. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.